Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm James, and yes, it is true, I am alone once again this week. Our good friends Michael and Christina are still out of town, but rest assured, next week, Michael and Christina will be back, so you don't have to listen to me for 45 minutes and just me. (laughs) We'll have Michael and Christina back, rest assured, I promise you, all filled with amazing commentary from your favorite podcasters. Now, it is just me, but that doesn't mean that there's not a bunch of big Nintendo news this week. And what's really exciting is that the press finally got their hands on with the Nintendo Switch Lite. Now, if you've been following the podcast, you know that I'm ridiculous and already pre-ordered two Nintendo Switch Lite systems, the Pokemon Edition and the ever-adorable Yellow Edition that I could not be more excited about. Now, I started to see some of the Switch Lite hands-on videos go up all over YouTube in the last few days, and I wanted to sort of break down a few of the highlights from some of the major press outlets. The first out there is The Verge. They said the overall hardware is excellent, which is expected from a modern Nintendo product. The three colors, yellow, gray, and turquoise are all vibrant, and the plastic is a similar matte finish to what's used on the Joy-Con controllers, making it pleasant to hold. Over at Engadget, they said on a brighter note, playing Mario Maker 2 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe actually felt more comfortable than the larger larger Switch. The light is more ergonomic to hold, and the analog stick feels less awkward to use since they're closer together. And praise be the gaming gods, there's an actual D-pad, which is particularly helpful in Mario Maker 2's 2D platforming. Finally, over on Kotaku, they said this console is meant for traveling. For sitting in the park or flying on a plane, it's a console you take to conventions or toss into a baggy pockets. The Switch Lite's ethos is that you pick it up and take it with you or pass it around on the couch with your kids. At the end, I can see the Switch Lite excelling as a nifty and portable fun machine. Now, additionally, the videos that I watched, everyone had high praise for the Nintendo Switch Lite itself, the hardware, they said the build construction, the heft of the unit itself being lighter than the Nintendo Switch original unit. The screen size is a little bit smaller and of course the same 720p resolution, but since it is a little bit smaller, they said it had a little bit crisper video output, which was really nice. We also finally got to see a little bit of hands-on of some movements of the SD card slot and additionally some um, additions of the D-pad, which was the highest praise from the video. Uh, reviews that I've seen. Now, on the flip side of things, of course, we're giving up some things such as HD Rumble. There is gyroscope built uh, right into the system, but of course, you can't detach your Joy-Cons at all, nor can you plug it into your television. So while many of the hands-on impressions that I've read had high praise for the system, these hands-on press outlets already have the Nintendo Switch. So they said that they most likely wouldn't pick up the system since they already have the Nintendo Switch. So it wasn't enough to say, I need another one or I need to replace my Nintendo Switch, which makes complete sense. I think this is a different market. A great um, uh, summary that I heard and read through was really that this is a system for people that maybe overlooked the Nintendo Switch for the $300 price point. Since the Switch Lite is coming in at $200, This could be a great alternative. And now you have tons upon tons of games, which going into two and a half years makes a lot of sense and some real banger games on the Nintendo Switch itself. 
So I've linked to all of the articles and some video reviews in the show notes below. If you want to go deeper into the Nintendo Switch Lite hands-on, let me know what you think. Head over to Twitter at Dispatch Podcast or just go to NintendoDispatch.com and hit the contact button. Let us know what you're thinking about the Switch Lite. Now, while the Switch and Nintendo Switch Lite are on its way, uh, perhaps the 3DS is on its way out? Question mark? Uh, over at Nintendo Life, they noticed that on the Nintendo website, when you go to Nintendo 3DS slash 2DS, while it says, see what the Nintendo 3DS family can do, there is no Nintendo 3DS in sight. In fact, everything has been replaced by the Nintendo 2DS or 2DS XL. There's compare systems, the 3DS isn't there. Uh, on the cartridges, they say 3DS, but rest assured, they will only show you 2DS. When you go to buy now, it will show you that you can buy the 2DS or the 2DS XL. And in fact, they even have just a breakdown of the 2DS wedge with Super Mario Maker bundle or the other bundles that are available. There is no mention at all of the Nintendo 3DS that you can buy. Now, of course, you can still buy a Nintendo 3DS, but perhaps this fall, we will see them fizzle away from the stores, which makes me a little bit sad, to be honest with you, because I really liked my Nintendo 3DS sort of non-XL that they had, the new Nintendo 3DS that you could only get on Black Friday in the States for $100, which was a heck of a deal. So if you're lucky enough to get those, I think that is the optimal 3DS size, um, in my personal opinion. But it is kind of sad to see it go. Uh, but in you know, at the same time with the Switch Lite coming out, it makes a lot of sense. And it makes a lot of sense because I just read this amazing article over at Polygon, which literally is saying that the Nintendo Switch is stealing 2019. Now, what they mean by that is, well, there aren't any huge mainline games such as Mario or Zelda this year, Nintendo is really dominating the entire year. More than ever, we're seeing indies flock to the Nintendo Switch. And you have excellent games like SteamWorld Heist, um, I mean, and SteamWorld Quest, and even Dragon Quest Builders 2 that you can play in other places, but is the ideal choice on the Nintendo Switch since you can take it anywhere. Then you have these really great second-party exclusives, as they mentioned, such as Cadence of Hyrule and Tetris 99. Now, while there is no Zelda, we do have Link's Awakening coming, but at the same time, we have a lot of games that came out a year ago or two years ago that are getting awesome DLC. Just take a look at Super Smash Bros. Ultimate that continues to get new characters, just as Persona 5's Joker. So it's really fun to read through this article. It's a nice long read, if you will, uh, that outlines all of the awesome that's been happening in the world of Nintendo Switch and how, honestly, it is really dominating this year. And with the Switch Lite coming out this fall, it really shows the strength of the Nintendo Switch line. So it is more of an article than news necessarily, but I thought it was really worth mentioning as it was a really great read through. Now, one thing I am absolutely crazy excited for uh, is Mario Kart Tour for iOS and Android. I was part of the beta, which I got to give my hands on impressions on, and I could not get enough of it. I loved every little bit of it. Now, this is a free-to-play monetized model for the game where you're going to buy little things here and there. Now, in the beta, you couldn't buy anything, and I don't necessarily know if it was necessary. But that said, I loved this game on my mobile device. And finally, Nintendo has given us a release date and a pre-registration page. 
It will officially come out on September 25th, just one month away for both iOS and Android in the States. You can go on your respective app store and click the pre-registration so you can download it day one and get it and start racing. Now, the only other things that I wanted to get to this week before we get into rumor mill territory is that I saw an awesome article over on Eater. Now, if you don't know about Eater, it's one of my favorite websites by Vox Media that highlights food in a bunch of different cities everywhere. But I saw this pop up on my feed, which was that Seattle, the city that I live in, is getting a Pokemon-themed pop-up bar next June, so nearly a year away. But it has absolutely adorable themed Pokemon burgers and other fare. Now, this is called the Poke Bar Pop-Up. And it is coming into a bunch of different cities, including Los Angeles, New York, Miami, London, uh, Dublin, Orlando, Denver, Manchester, Atlanta, so both the UK and the US. And you can sign up for pre-registration tickets on it. Now, I'm assuming that it's going to be in existing restaurants or certain areas that will be there only for a short time. The article does say that you can pre-order a ticket for $45, which will include a burger and drink. Uh, to go along with all the theme and everything that's going on there. You can sign up for registration, like these pre-sale alerts, uh, but there's no exact word yet on exact dates uh, in the cities that have been announced. However, if you're like me, I am totally, absolutely signing up for this, and I cannot wait to eat some Pokemon food. Uh, We've talked about Pokemon boba teas in the past that have come to Japan and other Pokemon food fair, and I cannot wait to eat some Poke Burgers. I'm totally into it. Now, two interesting rumor mill things that I have to mention this week, because while before I got into Fortnite, I was playing Paladins, and Michael told me that I need to get my butt onto Overwatch. And I said, I refuse to play Overwatch on my computer, and I only will play it on my Nintendo Switch. Well, we all may be in luck, because this week, an accessory leaked on Amazon, which is an officially licensed Nintendo and Blizzard Overwatch pouch for the Nintendo Switch. Now, this is by Power A, which makes really nice products. Um, and it looks like the listing has already been pulled. So it's up on Amazon, taken down, but all the photos have been leaked uh, by the Twitter user at Wario64, which leaks a bunch of different things and calls these to attention. But while there hasn't been any official announcement for Overwatch, it certainly seems like this could totally power, the Switch can totally power it. And uh, for the fact that there's accessories that looked 100% legit coming out. So maybe we'll get some news in the next week or two. Uh, but until then, again, this is just a rumor, but I could not be more excited. So hopefully this team-based hero shooter comes to my Nintendo Switch soon so I can get to Overwatching and stop Fortniteing all day. Now, a rumor that is looking highly, highly probable and may even today be officially confirmed is that Aladdin and the Lion King, yes, the Genesis games that I played uh, and Genesis and SNES versions um, that I played as a kid growing up from 93 and 94, apparently are going to get a full remake. This was announced over at the GameStop Managers Conference and it was a leaked little photo from a cell phone, so it looks. It just says coming fall, and apparently maybe pre-orders are going live today as this podcast releases. Uh, Apparently, there was actually digital versions that were originally listed and delisted uh, a few months ago. So who knows 
what that means. But I did play these original two games and I love them. So hopefully they do come out in a bundle and I will get to downloading. Um, and again, it says this fall in the, in the leaked version. And if it is at a high definition remaster, I think that could be really cool. And it also makes a lot of sense because we saw both Aladdin and Lion King get remakes um, on the big screen this year. And Nintendo, uh, Disney is following this tradition of re-releasing movies. And it makes a lot of sense to re-release some games. But that's going to do it for the news. Like I said, there wasn't too much this week. Uh, but uh, there were some exciting rumors. So I do hope that some of those come to fruition. So let's get on to the best sellers and the top three I bought because they were on sale for ridiculously low prices. The first one is the music rhythm game Zonic, which I will be playing this week and reporting on next week. And then Bastion and Transistor in the second and third place. And then we have the regular fair of Minecraft, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Yu-Gi-Oh! Breaking into the top six spot, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening Pre-Order, Cuphead, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate breaking in the top 10. Now, it doesn't mean that there weren't a lot of other games breaching that top 30 spot, as there were a lot of new games coming off that indie direct from last week. Into the 14th spot was Astral Chain, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the podcast, which is available for pre-order. Grandius Collection, again in the top 30, now in the 16th spot. Rad, pop it in at 22. Super Hot in 23, and Hotline Miami Collection in the 27th spot. So it's really cool to see Super Hot and Hotline Miami break into the top spot, both coming in at a pretty steep price point of $30 in my personal opinion, but a lot of great new games coming up into the top 30. So with those out of the way, let us get into the new releases this week. And on the 27th, we had eSport Manager for $8.00. 8-Minute Empire, Complete Edition for $15, Whipsy and the Lost Atlas for $6, Deadlings for $8. On the 28th, the day that this podcast comes out, you can pick up E-R, E-A-R, Error Memories of Old for $20, Pantsu Hunter, Back to the 90s, $13 on that, Hookbots for $20, which is like a battle arena bot game, which has a weird name. Now, the 29th is the big day for some of the digital downloads. There's Bubsy. Yes, Bubsy is back. Pause on fire for $25. Little Racer for $16. Heave ho for $10. Invasion of Alien X Earth in Crisis for $10. Wilmot's Warehouse for $15. De Decay of Logos or Lagos, if you will, for $20. Damascus Gear Operation Osaka for $20. Omen Exito Plague for nine, Grand Bricks Shooter for ten, Vambrant's Cold Soul for twenty-five, Brunch Club for fourteen fifty, and Agent A: A Puzzle in Disguise for fifteen. Finally, on the thirtieth, we have Headspun for thirteen dollars, Space Colors Runner for sixteen, Fuse Four for forty dollars. The big, big one, Astral Chain, launching this week for $60, and Legend of the Skyfish for $8. Like we do every week, we run them down, and then we go back to the top and pick out our top picks. And it's only me, so you got to put up with me. So my top picks this week for games that you should probably give some looks at 
Yeah, first is Whipsy and the Lost Atlas. I watched through this trailer and I was uh, quite surprised. The main character sort of looks like a Kirby Jigglypuff hybrid in a way. What's really cool about this 2D platformer is Whipsy, this little character, has a whip where you can whip enemies, but you can also um, do little helicopter moves to uh, get up and get down to different areas. And you can even sort of swing from to and from different branches, which looked really fun. Had a cool art style to it. I thought that the price of $6 of a nice little 2D side-scrolling game made a lot of sense and looked very cool. Now, one you may not think that I was going to pick to talk about is Bubsy Paws on Fire. Bubsy is like an old-school like PlayStation game, I want to say, from back in the day, uh, 3D platformer. This game is made uh, by the same makers of Runner 3, which is a really cool side-scrolling running game. And this sort of looks like a hybrid of a bunch of different mini games slash platformer adventure games uh, all in one. Uh, it does have 100 plus levels across three different worlds, a bunch of different boss battles. Uh, if you have some kids, this might be one to look into. It, it did look really, really good and solid for $25, surprisingly. Uh, and again, the the whole kind of aspect that it was made by the same team of Runner 3 really kind of struck me, which I thought was really cool. Another one that kind of unexpected was this uh, game that reminded me of, well, I forget what it's called, but if you remember in the arcade, let me paint the picture of it here. If you go to the arcade, there's this racing game that has three wheels on it. Maybe it's, it's not outrun, it's not off-road, it's, it's something in between there. Someone can write in and let me know what it is. But you play as these itty-bitty cars where you're, you're turning the wheel really quick and there's an accelerator and a brake. That, for all intensive purposes, is this game, Little Racer. Uh, it looks really, really fun. And they say, you know, play with your play with your kids or your parents. Anyone can play this game. Simple controls. It has these tiny little racetracks, but it has jumps. It has swirls in it, like upside down. There's different themes inside of it. Uh, and what's really nice is that there's an entire level editor, so you can play your own. You can do up to four players locally. Uh, there is no online play, which is kind of a bummer in my personal opinion. But you can play with a single Joy-Con, which I thought was really, really cool. It's only 300 megabytes on disk. Um, and it looked really cool. I mean, a little bit high at $16, but with a full level editor. If you're into that type of stuff, I think it'd be really, really fun to play with your friends. And that really reminds me of going to the arcade. So I really thought that was cool. Now, I am a uh, shmup enthusiast. So I had to put Grand Bricks Shooter on here. This is an overtop bullet hell fusion shooter with tons of levels, boss battles, all sorts of good stuff. If you're into shmups, like you know I am, you're probably gonna pick this up for $10 just because you're crazy like me and you buy all the shmups nonstop. Another game that we'll be talking about, uh, Michael got a code for this one, so we'll be talking about it next week, which is Decay of Logos, or Lagos. This is a Dark Souls cross Zelda fantasy RPG. Uh, it's from Rising Star Game, now, if you are taking a look at this, there have been some shaky reviews thus far. The publisher may have sent some early builds that weren't completely finished, so they have said that there's gonna be a day one patch. We don't wanna start playing this one or recommending it just yet until we actually get the final build that you would be buying in the store. I have to give it the fair shake. Looking at some of the early reviews from IGN, it did look very, very shaky as far as the load times, the frame rates, things like that, but it looks really beautiful from stills. 
so I'll have to see what Michael says when he plays through this one next week. Two more for you this week. One that probably maybe only catches my eyes is this Fuse 4, which is a coding application for the Nintendo Switch. And I'm a developer, so I thought that this was pretty neat. And Fuse is a programming language, but it also, Fuse 4 is the game slash editor slash compiler slash IDE in which you would play. It allows you to um, use the supported 3D models that it ships with. You can use gyro accelerometers, the analog sticks, HD rumble, you can code. Um, they say they say in quotes that there's $1,000 worth of high quality gaming assets, whatever that means, but there's 10,000 gaming assets across 2D, 3D, and audio. They give you a bunch of pre-built games so you can modify them, tweak them. It is a little bit high at $40, but if you're looking to get your kids into coding, this might be one to take a look at as it has some things built right in, and it looks pretty cool. There's a bunch of game basics, things like that, uh, and you can just plug in a USB keyboard into your Nintendo Switch dock, which I thought was really neat. Now, looking at the Nintendo Switch Lite and talking about the Nintendo Switch Lite, there are some intriguing things that can't be done, such as this game. I think it'd be very hard to, to be typing a bunch of coding just on the virtual keyboard. In fact, I would say probably nearly impossible to do that or have any fun at all. So that is a highlight for the Nintendo Switch itself that you can plug in really cool accessories like that. And then finally, the game that is getting absolutely spectacular reviews, I didn't give it a nine as a near perfect game is Astral Chain. I've been watching and deep diving in all the videos. This is from Platinum Games, published by Nintendo. It's an action adventure up to two players can play this puppy. Uh, Astral Chain, I remember watching all the, the videos of it. It blew my mind, I didn't really know what was happening, but watching the reviews really helped guide what was going on. The overall uh, kind of analysis of what we've been seeing on the earlier reviews that have been coming in is that there's some story, yes, the characters that you choose are a little dry, but the action, the combat is spectacular. You play and you build up your legion, which are your sort of mechanized army and task force that you can throw into the boss battles or any battle that you're doing. You have to rest them, you can power them up. There's a whole chain of different upgrades that you can give them, but apparently controlling multiple players at the same time is done seamlessly and in general the game is just a joy to play the comet is spectacular so put this one on your wish list or give this one a download it is of course by director um hideki kamiya from bayonetta um, and he was also the writer and supervisor on bayonetta 2 uh, a bunch of other just really great directors and gameplay um, programmers coming from the platinum games team which has made spectacular games so this one will be one you definitely want to take a look at. It is a full price game, so um, give it a look. But I have to say, all the reviews have been really, really spectacular. All right, so that's going to do it for the new releases. And of course, we get into what we've all been waiting for, the what you've been playing. Now, I have to say, in all honesty, I did happen to get married this last weekend. <laughs> and if you watch our Twitter account, uh, you will have seen them tweeting about it, uh, Michael and Christina. So I decided to take a week off of gaming 
not buying games because I did buy Bastion and Transistor and Super Beat Zionic, which I'm really excited to play because it's only nine cents and I've heard really, really good, really good things because I am a, um, a music game junkie. Uh, so I didn't necessarily, you know, give up on buying games, but I decided to take a week off and focus on seeing the family, hanging out with the family, and of course, making a big commitment and getting married, uh, which I could not be more excited about. Everything went super fantastic. And while I was away at the wedding, I have to say that I went on a little shopping spree over on eBay. Um, I ended up picking up a few more games for my Game Boy Color that I talked about last week. I picked up um, Super Bionic, or Super, or sorry, Bionic Commando Elite Forces for the Game Boy Color. I also picked up Wario Land 3, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, and Perfect Dark for the Game Boy Color, which I will be playing and reporting back on next week. I'm really excited to play Perfect Dark on the Game Boy Color because I played the Nintendo 64 game, and it was sort of on those rare titles it's funny it's made by rare but rare titles yet not super highly rated but one that sort of is a must play on the game boy color and wario land 3 one of the highest rated games on the game boy color so i'm really excited to play some of these games and i got a few of them in box i didn't get wario land 3 in box but i did get the other ones in box with instructions so that was super cool to get But I think that is going to do it for this week's podcast. I know it's a shorter one, but hey, that's what you get when you just get me. Um, And of course, next week, both Michael and Christina will be back. You can find us everywhere on the internet at Dispatch Podcast on Twitter, NintendoDispatch.com. And if you're new to listening, do not fear if you go back a few episodes, you'll find some good ones from Christina and Michael. And additionally, you can find some bonus rounds where we talk about non-of-the-week things. So just kind of our hands-on different topics uh, where you can deep dive into the podcast. So if you're new, coming maybe from Tech Meme Ride Home, um, then thank you for listening. And usually it's more than just me on the podcast, but I appreciate you sticking with me on these weeks where both Michael and Christina are on the road and I have some spare cycles to do the pod. So that's going to do it for this week's podcast. Until next week, this has been your... Nintendo Dispatch.